0: Why, hey there, my name is Darcy Jeremy. You're listening to another episode of the Business of Ergonomics podcast. Today, I wanna talk to you about the types of equipment that you can recommend to your clients to have for those just-in-case emergencies. These are huge hacks that I found to be really, really useful. So stay tuned as we jump into that right now. Welcome to the Business of Ergonomics podcast. I'm your host, Darcy Jeremy. I'm a board certified professional ergonomist with over 15 years of experience delivering ergonomics programs to employers of all different types. In this podcast, I share what other healthcare professionals are already doing and being with ergonomics assessments and how to land those clients that you dream of. Without further ado, let's jump into this episode right now. As I start this episode, of course, I'm going to share some valuable tips and tricks to get you going to get your goals faster in ergonomics. But I first want to address the elephant in the room, and it's something that I am so grateful for. This is the 50th episode of the Business of Ergonomics podcast. This is a thank you to you for listening for reviewing, to let me know what you think of it and what things you would like to hear more of. I just want to shout out and give you a virtual high five or a Y5. <laughs> and I want, I want to shout you out for listening because without you listening, there really wouldn't be any opportunity to do this podcast. Thank you so much. And as I say that, I want to continue to add value and continue to record these podcasts It's not only my passion, and if you're listening to this, I know ergonomics is your passion too. Today I want to talk about um, something that I have found to be incredibly useful when I was the on-site ergonomist for a really large organization. And if you don't know much about my history, For a few years, I managed an in-house ergonomics program to the tune of more than 10,000 employees with just one ergonomics uh, consultant. What that meant is that I had to find productivity hacks to put into place whenever I was doing almost anything. And one of the big things that I started to notice that was coming up was that there would be scenarios where i needed to get workers accommodated as fast as possible and let me give you an example here so if someone is hurt either on the job or off the job the process the process of ergonomics shifts to how could we get that person back to work in a safe and effective timeframe. So of course, there has to be clearance from treating practitioners and you know, you got to go through you got to do your due diligence and all those factors. And oftentimes, if there was safe work that was available for that person, then that person had to accept that accommodated work. And this is something that I found to be very useful when we had people who uh, were hurting themselves outside of work, or maybe you know, even if it was a, work, uh, a workplace um, injury, doesn't matter. This is useful. And this is something that I encourage the organization that I worked for to purchase. So what ended up happening is that we had a number of um, products that were available only for work accommodations. So these were types of equipment that allowed people to return back to work faster and safely. And I'm going to share with you just a few examples that we had and they were absolute game changers for us. One more thing I wanted to add before I jump into what these pieces of equipment were was that this was a whole system. It's a whole system that every supervisor, management, manager, department had to know that was available for them. So it's kind of, it was kind of useless to think of we had these solutions but we didn't market it within the organization. Everyone knew what the process was if they had the discomfort or if they told their supervisor that they weren't coming in that day or if there was a workplace incident. We all knew what the process was, and a considerable amount of time was spent to educate and to send emails and to send reminders to all of those, I guess, many decision makers to let them know that these resources were available already. So that's the first thing. It's all part of this huge systematic approach that was used. And if you're going to be recommending this to your, um, your clients and the organizations that you work with, it is a big systematic approach. So the first type of equipment that I want to share with you is, of course, a suitable adaptive equipment, specifically for those people who had lower back discomfort, so much so that they needed to be standing. And what we ended up doing was getting a mountable sit-stand desk. It was specifically the Ergotron WorkFit S, it was the one that was mountable to the front portion of the desk. So we had a number of these available. And what would happen is that we would get that out to that person, get that adjusted um, to fit that person so we can return people back to work immediately. Absolute game changer. And of course, this is just the interim solution to whether they're going to get a full sit-stand desk or maybe it's just for a short period of time. So the first one was that. The second one was what I had was called a roller mouse. And this was absolutely so useful. And a roller mouse is something um, that can be put in between that person and their keyboard To allow them to work with either the left hand or the right hand. One specific scenario that the roller mouse was so useful for was this particular case when there was a workplace um, injury from a person that was walking on the ice and broke their dominant hand um, and broke their, it was actually an elbow. So they broke their dominant elbow so they couldn't use the mouse as regular. So what we wanted to do was to get something that they could use with either hand, allow them to work and address that one limiting factor that was holding them back from returning to work. And of course, they could be working with less hours. You have to look at what jurisdictions rules are for return to work. But where I was working at the time, as long as that person was back at work, um, then whether it doesn't matter really the amount of time. there was a significant cost savings. So that was the second one, the roller mouse. And the third one that we had that was actually used a surprisingly amount was specifically for broken legs and sprained ankles. This was a really nice leg rest. And I'm hesitant to say foot rest because this is something that um, we found to be quite useful because it supported the knee and and the calf. At work. Uh, so I'm calling it a leg rest because I don't want to get into an issue of hyperextension of the knee if you're just supporting the foot. So we had this leg rest available. And this was actually really useful, as I mentioned. Whenever we had an incident that someone broke their legs, sprained their ankle, they would get this so they can work um, while um, they could work while having their legs supportive. And that was used a lot too. So the top three. Pieces of equipment that I had found to be really useful was a mountable sit-stand desk that was portable, and we brought it to those people that had lower back discomfort, and so much so that they needed to stand during their day. Whether or not it was work-related or not work-related, we had this unit, I think it was the WorkFit S from Ergotron that we used. Um, I am not being sponsored by uh, Ergotron, but that's what we used. The other one that we used was the roller mouse for, to get people back at work who had a dominant hand injury, a dominant arm injury, and they needed to be able to mouse. Having that um, the roller mouse was easier to use and actually allowed that dominant arm to be somewhat useful because it was more centralized, but I got that non-dominant arm in there too. That was the roller mouse. And again, I'm not being sponsored by these organizations, but maybe maybe they want to reach out to me. Holler. Um, and the last one that we used was a leg rest. So this was a pad, padded leg rest so we can support the whole lower extremity for um, broken legs or um, sprained ankles. And we want to support that whole cast and that whole leg and not have any hyperextension in the knee. So that was a third one that was really useful. Of course, things are very different right now, working from home, doing a lot of virtual and remote work. But as we get back to working from the office again, we can start to plant these seeds to our our clients that these resources are available. Of course, you would be the person who is making that accommodation and making those adjustments. You are kind of being like the quarterback for this whole situation for your clients, but they do need to have these equipment available on hand so it will save their time because for the return to work process when these things are happening, time is so important. You want to stop that claim. You want to get that person back to uh, useful work um, for the productive work, I should say, for that organization. And this is a way to do it. Alrighty. So if you found this valuable, I would love to... Um, get a review from you um, on this uh, podcast. That would be so cool to to hear you review this podcast. And again, as we close off episode 50, I just wanted to tell you how grateful I am for you to um, be following me this far, for liking liking this and listening, because it's been really cool to connect with you on this medium. Until next time, Thank you so, so much. If you like you what soon. you heard in this podcast episode and you want to learn more, you want to learn how other healthcare professionals are already adding office ergonomic expertise to their services and practice, I have a training for you. All you have to do is head to ergonomicshelp.com slash learn-ergo. That's ergonomicshelp.com slash learn-ergo and you can get started today.